Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh yeah, here it is, another Tuesday and more hockey talk. That's right, everyone. Patrick O'Dowd here, joined by David Ongar for this week's edition of Hockey Talk, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always. Use your head. And we have got a hodgepodge potpourri set of stories to talk about today. The All-Star votes are in for the remaining members of the All-Star teams. Dave and I voted on that last week. And we're going to take a look at how we did. We did well in one division. Yes, we did. We'll we'll say that. Did well in one division. And then we've got some trade rumors flying around. We've got hockey players you know like stepping out of pride night we got coaches fired we got we got a lot going on and so you know we're we're heading into the home stretch before the all-star game the all-star game february 4th which i sadly will not be able to watch because i'll be working back-to-back weekends dave i'm working i know i'm already i'm already planning your demise i mean uh, planning shows uh in your absence so yeah oh really you're my demise huh so (laughs) that's your demise so what i I hope dave has something wonderful in store for this this lovely 30 to 60 minute podcast that we have it could just be hey tony uh do you have something for us Uh, i've seen that show before it's a good show it could be it could be me reaching out to dr s'mores to talk about his uh beloved carolina hurricanes he hasn't been on hockey talk this season so 
That no, he really hasn't. Idea. So if you can get him to fill in, like you have some flexibility. You don't have to live on my rigid record on this day schedule. So rigid. It is. But yeah, two weekends without me uh, of recording, Dave. And I'm glad to see you're figuring out how to how to manage your time, both on this program and on Bandwagon Nerds. You're going to be you're running the show. And hell, you have two weeks of catch up that, that you could easily do just looking at trailers and stuff that keep getting dropped left and right around the world of, of nerddom. So I'm sure you guys will find plenty of things to fill the void there because we're apparently we're pausing, pausing the, uh, the seventies project. We because are my input is necessary. I think your input is necessary. I, I got, I got some ideas for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to float by you and the guys and see how vehemently you object to it. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. No, no. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing is, as you guys like to joke, when I when I'm away, it's it's like it, you you guys you guys will play, and then I get to call and do do the show. Uh, you know, two weeks later, and be like, I have problems with you, and you all never apologize for how you ruin the show. It's like sorry, <laughs> not sorry, not sorry, sort of thing. Sorry, not sorry. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what we got in front of us. There's nothing really to talk about with standings, right? Like nothing's real, nothing really exciting is happening. It seems like we're, the blues are good at fighting people. Speaking of my team, uh, I, I got to watch that. That was just a nice additional embarrassment to, to hockey. The Bruins are still not losing. So there's that. The devil, um, the devil started winning again. Uh, there is that there is uh your boy Ovechkin is day to day. Yeah. What happened there? I don't what, know. What's going on there? Man? I don't know. But without him, they did not show up in Vegas last night. They got hammered by the Knights. Um, <laughs> I was like six, to, six to two. You. Huh? Okay. Wow. That's not good. Um, but, uh, yeah, the devil started winning the avalanche or they're on a winning streak. They're now in the second wild card spot. So that's, that's kind of the only things that I really, really noticed this past week in the standings a little bit of a shakeup not not much uh penguins caps. yeah nothing really moving florida's kind of coming I'm, on a little bit yeah there's a, i mean there's been you talked about carolina you know you got to talk about uh i'm gonna i always pronounce his name wrong pass towards achilles oh, patcheretti yeah he's gone for the year that's that's out for the year um uh, Vladimir Tarasenko could be coming back to the Blues. That could be good. Caulfield out for the rest of the season for the Canadians. Like a lot of a lot of injuries going around. So that's you know all part of it. I mean, it is. But yeah, kind of, a, of year, so. kind of a blah week. Kind of a blah week for for the NHL. And that conversation got us past the five minute mark, Dave. Sweet, go Avalanche. I guess so. Go. Go Avalanche. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to take a look at who got voted in to the NHL All-Star Game from the fan voting. Talk about how we did or how poorly we did. Um, Jordan Bennington did not get in. It happens. He was kind of a long shot. He was a a long shot. He's a feel-good sort of thing. And uh, yeah, He's a good goalie with no no defenseman to help him out. Oh, I went to a hockey game this weekend myself. I forgot to tell you that. Or, well, we talked about it because yeah. I texted you. Yeah. But yeah. I, I so how does that work? UMass with, and UConn. How does that, yeah, how does that work with uh, with you being a UMass fan and, and your son being a UConn fan? That That's a fun dynamic. So 
Well, he's so he's not a passionate sports kid, so that helps. Like he's not like in my face. But I will say that, that um, this all started three years ago at a football game when the University of Illinois came to play the Yukon Huskies at at Connecticut in Hartford. So I took my my dad came out and visited, and my son and my dad and I we all went to this football game, and. I used to work. My first job on the East Coast was at the University of Connecticut. That's where I met Greg DeMarco. That's that's how this that inadvertently is how I am on this podcasting path. Who knows where my life would be had I not worked at the University of Connecticut? But I still had some you know some friends that work at the university. You'd have more and, free time uh, ta- on the weekends, that's for sure. Probably, I w- I tagged myself though. I checked in at Rensselaer Field for the game, you know, just just because. And one of a couple, a couple of old friends, uh, supervisors that uh, I could have worked for at UConn um, because they were within our department. They actually, they take care of, they, they are involved with taking care of Jonathan the Husky. And Jonathan was at the game and they saw that myself and my kid were there. And so they said, hey, we're going to have Jonathan through the first quarter. If you'd like, come to section blah, 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 and he can meet the Husky. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Let's let's give that a go. And so took the little O'Dowd around and he got to hang out with Jonathan the Husky, get his photo taken. I got to catch up with some friends. And that was kind of it. Like in terms of that, that won his loyalty that he got to hang out with the dog. And it was a it was a cold fall afternoon. We were on the shady side of the stadium. He needed a hoodie. So grandpa bought him a Yukon hoodie. And he he uh, had worn that hoodie off and on. He wore it to the hockey game we went to last year, but he hit a growth spurt, and the hoodie is now too small. But he was still there in spirit, and he went through the range of emotions that, and he's become a true fan, Dave. Because here's what happened: so UConn one got outshot, like UMass dominated this game and lost in overtime, which is what was crazy to me. Like they controlled the ice the first period. I think I texted you they outshot UConn like 12 to three and the score was like one to one it was insane the way that that all went down um it it was it was just nuts so oh sorry shots on goal after the first period 14 to three game was tied at one UConn took a two to one lead in the second period and third period starts and the little O'Dowd is feeling good right he is enjoying the game his team is up so he's going through this. He's all excited. And then, bam, UMass ties the game. So now we're a little anxious. And then, bam, power play goal, UMass, which they didn't have any penalties called in the game until the third period. And then there were four period. There were only four penalties total called for the game. It was a very clean game. And uh, But UMass scores with about nine minutes to go to go 3-2 on the power play. And my kid is devastated. Now, the little O'Dowd is a very emotional soul. And we're talking the tears have started because he's like, oh, my God, it's over. And I kind of look at him. I was like, a lot of game left, kiddo. A lot of game left. He's like, but there's only like nine minutes. And I was like, that's an eternity in hockey. Like, oh. I was like, just hang in there. And then right after I, I'm trying to get him to hang in there, UConn gets called for another penalty. They kill that penalty. And then in what I would say is one of the worst calls ever, two uh, players collided mid-ice going after the puck, and UConn gets called for a, a penalty that was just ob- obnoxious. 
the the it was a it was a homer call all the way, where um, they got called for like elbowing or something, and they officiating knew the officials knew it was so bad that they made a makeup call. But when that penalty happened, the little old dad was like, "What? What the butt? What butt?" He he was officially full fan because now it was the officials' fault that UConn was going to lose. He's like, "They're kind of biased against my team." And I'm like, no, no. He's like, yeah, that call was terrible. You, uh, UMass gets called for a penalty about a minute into their power play. UConn, when they get the 5-4 advantage, tied up with three minutes to go. We go to overtime, three-on-three hockey, 13 seconds to go in overtime. UConn gets a breakaway, slap shot from just inside the blue line, and right over the top. UConn wins. Little O'Dowd does this happy dance. And now we go to a commercial break 11 minutes into this show instead of five minutes into the show. That was a fun we story, back, though. It was. He was very happy. He got to ride all the waves of fandom. And that's what sports is all about and what makes it great. Uh, but we're going to take our first commercial break. When we come back, we're going to look at who got voted into the All-Star Game and what we think of those results. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, welcome back to Hockey Talk. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ungar here talking all things hockey. And last week, if you'll recall, Dave and I on the podcast picked our choices 
for one of the many times they could vote for the All-Star game uh, on the podcast. And we, we, had, we had some homer picks. I already joked about it. I put out a homer pick for, for myself because I, I stand Jordan Bennington and argue he's as good a goalie as any of the other All-Stars out there. Unfortunately, he's on a team with a horrendous defense and therefore gets hung out to dry so, so much. However, 12 names. We did all right. Like I'm looking at this, we we got some we got some names in here that we that we were on, uh, but we we nailed the Atlantic Division. Uh, so let's start there. As we have, I love I love how ESPN did this, by the way, because it's the way they do all their articles. Because they announced two of the names: Austin Matthews and David Pasternak were the two uh, uh, skaters. That got selected. Both of those were guys we voted for. And then at goal from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky gets gets picked for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nothing we can argue on that one, Dave, because that's who we picked too. Yeah, that was um that was probably the easier of the divisions to pick. It just seemed out of the people who were still left that weren't automatically selected, it's like, well, okay. Vasilevsky arguably the best goalie in the world. He should should be in the all star game. Right. Um, Austin Matthews, arguably exactly. top five in the world. He should be in the all-star game. Pasternak has been the anchor of the Boston Bruins. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of drama with that division. Right. Um, I'm going to go down to the central division and talk about them next. Cause these picks all made sense to, uh, Nathan McKinnon from, from the avalanche, uh, Miko Rantanen, as much as I hate that guy, fuck that guy. Hate that guy. We voted for him. Really good. We did, but it doesn't mean I can't hate him. I didn't even see McKinnon on the list, honestly. But but Nate McKinnon, which I when I saw the name, I was like, well, duh. Like, though that's as much a name vote as anything. I don't know what kind of season he's had so far, but yeah, I mean, with the Avalanche underperforming, we've been highly critical of him. But he is one of the best centers in the league, so it makes a lot of sense. And then Connor Helbjuk. The Jets. Oh, the goalie. Hellum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hellebusig. Yeah. Hellum, I don't know. Hellerbuck. I think you're right. There's no. There's no R. Hellebuck. Hellebuck. What the Hellebuck, Hellebuck happened to that vote? I don't know. We we voted for uh, we voted for Jordan Bennington because I said so. Um, Pacific Division. Uh, we got this. We got Leon Drysaddle right. We didn't miss that one. Uh, Stuart Skinner, also from the Oilers, got voted in. And then Bo Horvat uh, from the Canucks. So, yeah. Nice, yeah, segue really... with, nice segue with Horvat, I guess. We'll be talking about him. Yeah, we will. We'll be talking about him and another trade rumor uh, in the second half of this program. Uh, and then we didn't get anybody in the Metropolitan Division, I don't think, at all. Uh, Ilya, Sor- Il- Ilya uh, we Sorokin. Got, we got Sorokin. We did pick Oh, him. did we get Sorokin? We got Sorokin, yeah. Okay. Artemi... Uh, Panarin. Panarin, yeah, yeah, from the Rangers, and then Adam Fox also from the Rangers. Yeah, did we really was... vote for Sorokin? We did. Oh, I've slept since then. So reset. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I think yeah, we voted for Sorokin. I think you kind of deferred to me a little bit. I picked him, and 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 uh, yeah, right. he's he's a solid pick. But yeah, Adam Fox. That's um a little surprising. I mean, he's having a solid year. I don't. I mean. 
I yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm looking there, at but... his I'm looking at his stats right now. His uh, general stats. He's played in 46 games. He's only scored nine goals, 36 assists. He's got 45 points. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think there's better players out there. Uh, I think the state of New York just represented their boy. Yeah, they came out in numbers. I'm sure. I mean, I guess that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, anybody you think got robbed. I mean, I would have. Wasn't Sid? Sid, we voted Sidney Crosby. I think Crosby should be in on this team, or, or is he automatically on there? I don't. Remember. I think he was already on. I, I think he was already part of the All Star. I team. mean, like the one guy I felt strongly about was Anze Kopitar for the Kings. Um, I was disappointed he didn't make it on there because he's having a really good year. The Kings are having a really good year. Watch their. They are my probably my dark horse pick going into the playoffs when we get there. This is. The Kings are notorious for this. It, you know, when they went on their run a few years back and won two cups in four years or something. Um, so Kopitar is somebody who I, I would have liked to see and get more recognition. That was a little disappointing. Right. Um, that's kind of... I By mean, the way, I, I just want to own really quick that if you're hearing snifflings, I, I do have a cold. So I apologize for that. That's all me. You may okay. continue. It's okay. If Aesop was here, he'd say cocaine is a hell of a drug. But you know that's not that's not what's going on. Uh, I that was the one that I think I felt the strongest about. You know, I, I don't think there's any from a Homer standpoint. I don't think there's any Capitals who I say, oh yeah, they should have been they should have been on there. None of them. I mean, maybe you could kind of make an argument for Darcy Kemper, who's having a pretty good season with all the shutouts he's having. But then I don't even know who was in goal last night. I don't know if it's him or Lindgren, uh, who just got worked by yeah. Vegas. By the way, Crosby, look at that. yeah, Cros- Crosby was in. He was not one who needed to be voted in. Okay. So citizen. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a handful of people who you could say, well, maybe, but all in all, I mean, it's it's okay. You know, I I don't I don't have too many qualms with with who the fans voted. Not that the fans give a shit what I think anyway. But uh, I thought right. I thought. By and large, Kopitar was the only one that I kind of really thought, okay, they missed the boat on that. Well, yeah, I, you know, being a homer, like I said, I, I, I love my goalie, and I actually think he's a very good goalie who is on an unfortunate team right now. So that was that was really my only complaint, and uh, I'm, I'll get over it. So I'm going to make an executive decision. We're gonna we're gonna take our second commercial break, and we're going to cut. The, uh, the story out of Philly, we will just talk trade rumors and we will talk, um, she was, uh, and we'll talk the, uh, the firing, uh, when we come back on the commercial break. Sound good. Sounds good to me. The other story is right, very couple- layered and deep. So maybe we need to avoid it <laughs> layered and deep. And it's kind of weird because they still skated in the game. They just didn't participate in warmups. It's, it's bizarre. Um, but yeah, we'll take our second commercial break. We got two big names that have started to crop up in NHL trade rumors that I want to discuss with Dave. And then we had our finally, we had our first firing. And it was the name we all expected. It just, in my opinion, took a little longer than we thought it would. All of that when we come back. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. 
Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right. Welcome back. Well, Dave, after spending all this time wondering if anybody was going to trade anybody and what was going to go on, we started to finally get a couple of rumors. And the first one is one that you shared with me. Now, by the way, folks, for, for those who are curious, trade deadline in the NHL is still over two months, so over a month away. March 3rd is the NHL trade deadline. So there's, there is that. But the biggest name on the market is Bo Horvath. And word on the street is that talks have intensified for Frank Severelli of Daily Faceoff. Now, there's a few teams of note. All of them are, con- well, three of them are contenders. I don't know what we would call Detroit right now. Detroit's in there. Um, but there was one, or four teams, sorry, there's five teams that are interested. The Minnesota Wild, the Carolina Hurricanes, Detroit Red Wings, the Seattle Kraken, great pickup for them, and the Boston Bruins. And apparently, Dave, Boston Bruins, that, that chilled your blood a little bit. Well, you didn't like that one. I tell you, one of these teams is not like the other. I think you can eliminate the Detroit Red Wings from this conversation. Um, right. It'd be nice, but it's not going to happen. Horvat's not going to go there. The Kraken, like you said, that would be a huge pickup for them, and that's something that... But I don't see that happening since Seattle's in the... You know, Vancouver's in the same division as Seattle. And I think they would be Vancouver was we're going to discuss in a state of flux. Um, Boston or Carolina is a chilling proposition. Like you said, to add him to Minnesota wouldn't be bad. I I see him more of an East Coast kind of guy. Uh, Yeah, I mean, as good as the Bruins are already, you're going to add Bo Horvat to that lineup. And you could literally say ditto to the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, He seems to probably be a better fit for the Bruins than Carolina. But man, yeah. it's um, you know, it, it's a situation of the rich getting richer, and and like like you noted, the trade deadline's still two months away. But hockey's a little bit different because the trade deadline's so close to the playoffs starting that you see these deals come down well in advance of the trade deadline because we got to get these guys in, get them acclimated, get the give the coach time to figure out which line chemistry works best. You know, if you're gonna do that in March, <laughs> the playoffs start a month later. Not the best of scenarios. So, yeah, Horvat going to Boston or Carolina is not um, exactly encouraging for anybody who has a team with, you know, if you have a vested interest in an Eastern Conference team, not such a great situation. Yeah, and I just, I don't, as a guy who's not a Bruins fan but lives in Bruins country, man, I hate it when they have talent and they're winning. And I have to listen to them. Well, they've got talent and they're winning. So it's a double whammy. And now you want to add, you know, one of the better, one of the probably the premier free agent to be. I'd say one of them, Um, you know, man. Right. Yeah, you got you got to go get it. Yeah, you just have to go get it. Yeah, if you have an opportunity to go get yeah, it. Go the, get the biggest problem with Horvat is he is going to be an unrestricted free agent in the offseason. So how much, if you're the Bruins or you're the Hurricanes, um, how much do you part with for somebody who's going to be, you know, a, a UFA in just a few months? And and that's always the difficulty with, I think I'm pretty sure Horvat's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So 
uh, that's a big, big question with all these guys is how much do you basically it's a rental. You know, I saw the Caps do that with Shattenkirk a few years ago. That didn't work out at all. So it's always a risk. Sorry. Yes, indeed. I want to move on to another. You talked about big names that are floating around. The NHL.com uh, folks put up an article about another name that seems to be swirling around. He, this guy, uh, this article came up a couple of days ago. Uh, Eric Carlson was asked to comment on talks of him possibly being traded away from the San Jose Sharks. Now, he said that he's happy playing for San Jose, but the chance to win could factor into accepting a trade before the trade deadline. I will never sway from that. I want to win, Carlson told the Got Your Back Cop podcast. And I think as you get older and you've been around for a long time, you realize that it's not as easy as it looks, and you've got to hit it at the right time. So 14-season veteran, he is leading all defensemen. In the NHL with 15 goals, 47 assists, and 62 points in 47 games. He is on pace for 26 goals and 108 points, both of which would be career highs for him. So he is having a career year. Now, he's had a history of injury, but this sounds like a guy. I mean, the Sharks are terrible. They're 14 and 24 and 9. They're not going anywhere. They're in seventh. There's just they're just not going to get there. Um, if you're, which GM is on the phone after reading this article there to talk Eric Carlson, you're, you get to pick the Los Angeles Kings easy. Carlson's a great defenseman. You know, he's, he's been around for a while. He's an offensive defenseman. You look at the Kings in a minus nine goal differential out of all the teams out West. And I was just, I was just pulling this up, looking, saying, who's got, the worst goal differential when you're the Kings and you're in the position they're in and you're a minus nine. Um, and I understand the chances of the Kings and the sharks with their history, pulling a trade together are very slim. Indeed. Carlson is not somebody I see going to the East. I see him kind of sticking out in the West. Um, Minnesota would be another team that wouldn't be a bad option. I think I've heard them mentioned in a perfect world. The caps would go get him. Because with John Carlson out for an indefinite period of time, getting the other Carlson would be enormously smart. I just don't see the Capitals having the pieces in place to make a play for him. You'd have to trade like, you know, you might have to give up a Dylan Strom to the Sharks to get them. And they can't afford to do that. And the Caps problem isn't so much defense, it's scoring. Um, and he is he is a good offensive defenseman. So maybe that's what you need to do. But I like... I, you know, I think the Kings have got enough young people to make a, a move for a guy like Eric Carlson. Um, you know, maybe a team like Nashville, who's like kind of on the outside looking in, wouldn't be bad. But I, I, yeah, he's got he's going to go. It's a question of where I see it. It's more the West. Maybe Seattle makes a play for him as well. Him going back to Vegas, where he achieved a lot of you know success, wouldn't be the worst of ideas for him. And Vegas is a team that would probably say, yeah, come on home. Um, so. I think he's got options. Not no blues. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Well, just, I mean, they could use him. There's no doubt. There's need, no doubt about that. We don't, need an, we don't need an offensive defenseman. We need a lot of help in the middle. That's what we need. We we need some thumpers who can actually, you know, help with goal prevention, not goal scoring. We have scores. We just ah, uh, yeah, it's gross. All right, 
Let's move to the least surprising coach firing of the year. As we record this on Sunday, it was announced by Vancouver that Bruce Boudreaux has finally been let go. He will be replaced by Rick Tockett. I love hockey. How many seasons had Bruce Boudreaux coached for the Vancouver Canucks? I see they were like two or three years, right? One and a half. One and a half. He is currently in his second season as a coach, he, and, he was, and Vancouver fires him. He was brought in as an interim coach, and Vancouver played right. well behind him. But yeah, they. here's the thing about Bruce Boudreaux, and I know a lot about Bruce because he was coach of the Capitals, and he's very beloved. Uh, the fans fans love Bruce Boudreaux. The fans in Vancouver have been, because it's been building for two weeks. Tockett's basically been running the team right. for two weeks, and everybody knows that. So the writing was on the wall. Everybody loves Bruce. Everybody plays hard for Bruce. Bruce just doesn't win when it matters. And that's been the knock on him. He's had a lot of regular season success, not this year. But, you know, I, I look back at that 2010 Capitals team that collapsed 3-1 to one lead against Montreal. They set all sorts of records. They're the number one seed. And you blow a three to one lead to the eight seed. It, it, and that was kind of where Bruce got exposed a little bit as far as I don't know what to do in this type of situation to get the most to get my team's playoff ready. Um, yeah, Vancouver should be better. They really should. So it's not surprising that he's been let go. But like you're saying, yeah, a year and a half isn't a whole lot of time. But hockey is more about what have you done for me lately? And he hasn't done enough for Vancouver lately. I don't know if Tockett's going to have any more luck with that team. Well, and now you're going to get rid of yeah, one of your best players. Potentially, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at this. The, they've lost 10 of the last 12. They're 14 points behind Colorado for the second wild card spot. They're 31st in goals against per game. They're last in the penalty kill. They're just bad. Bad. So... And, and I mean, his last game, I mean, they lost to Edmonton. So everybody knew that he was out. Like after that loss, fans were chanting, Bruce, there it is. And he's like fighting back tears in the, in the post, you know, the post game press conference. So he knew it was done. He's been in it for a really long time. So here's my next question. My last question. Is this it for Bruce Boudreaux? Is he done? Oh. Or will somebody hire him? Somebody will hire him. He's he's got he's got a good enough track record up to a point that, you know, if you're in a pinch, Bruce is it Bruce is a really good stopgap for teams that are struggling and, and it's like we need to make a change, maybe not a permanent change, but something in in you know in the interim. So I don't think that's it for Bruce Boudreaux. He just can't he's just not one of these coaches who has playoff success, you know, and 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 that's a knock on him, but it's well deserved and I mean, I think he's he's good enough to be, you know, if I had my choice, you know, would I take Bruce Boudreaux or Barry Trotz, who's sitting out there with nothing to do? I'd take Trotz any day of the week for sure. But in a pinch, sure, Bruce can Bruce can get the job done for a little while. Nice. That begs the final question. Who's next? Which coach goes down next? I'd probably say Anaheim's whoever that guy. I know we've talked about him before. I, I still think the Ducks are going to make a change at some point. He could see Boudreaux back at Anaheim for all we know at this point. But um, I I like I think Anaheim or Columbus are the ones. You know they're dead last in their respective conferences. Um, Anaheim you know wasn't expected to do much. Columbus a lot more was expected out of them. I just don't know if Columbus is going to make that kind of a change at this point. But Anaheim. 
Yeah, I could see the Ducks moving on. Craig Berube, I'm looking at you. I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, maybe if they, if they, if your guys are trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice, then maybe they decide, hey, it worked I, last time. This shit worked last week. I, Let's try it again. Yeah, Let's you do. would think. I don't, I don't really think that's going to happen. But I, I guess, I guess I'm off the bus. I'm off the Berube bus. So, and we are, we are done with hockey talk. We are off the talk at this point. And we, I will be off for two weeks. So you and Kyle and his much much more vast wealth of NHL knowledge. Hopefully we'll be, hopefully you'll be able to schedule that up. I'm not going to make a promise. We can't keep, we're going to try to get Kyle, uh, Kyle Morris to do a little hockey talk with Dave. He's a hell of, he knows way more than I do. He knows more in his sleep about hockey and contracts. Like he knows way so much more about people and their contracts and where teams are with caps. Like it, he takes the passion for hockey way beyond what I do. Um, so hopefully we can get that happening. Uh, but I'll be back in, in a couple of weeks, and we'll be back to it as we get past the All-Star game. And Well, actually, we'll talk about the All-Star game because I'll come back and we post All-Star game and turn our attention to the home stretch of the hockey season. Uh, Dave, before we go, because that's going to do it for Hockey Talk, tell everybody where they can find you on the ChairShot Radio Network and in the social media world. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G, Facebook.com forward slash Attitude of Aggression. And as far as the Chair Shot Network, you can uh, check me out here with Patrick every Tuesday on Hockey Talk and every Monday on the one and only Bandwagon Nerds as we delve deeper into the 70s, the rabbit hole. Deeper than I think any of us planned to go. You, of course, can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday on the Chairshot Radio Network. Mondays, as Dave said, doing bandwagon nerds. Tuesdays, talking hockey with David Ongar. And Wednesdays, I'm talking wrestling with the one and only Craig DeMarco. That's going to do it for Hockey Talk this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All-Star Weekend is not too far away. More coaches are going to get fired, and we're going to have you covered with all of that news next week on Hockey Talk. Thank you again. We'll see you here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. 
MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 